We at Amazing Stories are thankful for and gracefully accept the donations we receive from our listeners from across the world who count on the unique programming we provide. You too can donate through the link provided in the description section of each episode. Please keep in mind that the continued support from our growing audience helps us fulfill our mission of bringing you a new amazing story every day. Thank you for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy our stories. If I keep reading these language warnings, my wife is going to divorce me. She keeps asking me, who are you talking to? Now, my wife doesn't like strong language, so I'd steer her away from this next episode. But if you don't mind that sort of thing, then buckle up and enjoy the ride. What do you mean my dad sent you? I mean just that. Well, how did he find you? I advertised my services on the side of buses. Bodyguard for hire. Call this number. Really? No, not really. I'm the best. And when you're the best, word gets around. See, kids, that's the secret. When you're good, you do the talking. When you're great, I was talking for you. That's Fergus in the driver's seat. He's a bodyguard for hire. The best, apparently. <coughs> if he can get me back to my dad, I don't care who he is. So, who designed the code? The code? The message on the USB. The escape plan, the cipher. I don't plan escapes. I carry them out. Now, if you reach under your seats, you will find a plastic bag. See him? Yeah. Now what? Open the bag and remove the contents. What are these, passports? Correct. This looks nothing like me. It's close enough. We have... A head and two eyes, and that's about it. Let me see. Uh, are you you sure this is going to work? Kids, let me tell you something. My brother Chibs used to work at security in the airport. These pictures will do. Fergus, you seem like a nice man, but I'm not getting on a plane with you until I speak to my father. I understand, but sorry. Can't let you speak with him. Too dangerous. But I do have something better. A message from him. What did he say? Your mum would be proud of you. If she were here right now, she'd say, Little duck, come fly home. With that, I believed him. Remember what we talked about? Before we get on the plane back to London, Fergus gives us a detailed script for what to say if we get stopped by security. All right, go right ahead. We don't. Adios. Thank you, sir. Welcome aboard. Thanks. This way, please. Good afternoon, madam. The whole plane ride, Fergus reads a book without a cover. I want to ask him what it is, but... I'm afraid it's some kind of hit list with the names of all the people he needs to kill this month. Good morning to you all. I hope you've all had a restful night. We will be landing in approximately ten minutes. We ask that you move your seats back in your privacy. We catch a train from the airport. And within the hour, we're walking into an old block of flats in South London. Okay. Here we are. Welcome to the safe house. Do you live here? Are you kidding? This place has no style. 
boring furniture, white walls, and look, one poster. And it said Sheeran. And Sheeran is cool. Mm, no, he's not. Fergus, can I use your phone? Why? To call my dad. No phones. Too dangerous. But the car is on its way. What car? The safe car with the safe driver who will take us safely to see your father. Safely. Okay, we get it, bro. Here. Let's watch a little TV to pass the time. Football? The Nobel Prize nominee, robotic scientist Rennie Rutten, was the victim of an apparent break-in that went wrong. Hours of the morning. Rutten was a leading scientist at the Henseng Institute, an internationally renowned centre of AI. What do you mean? Of course. Can't be a coincidence. Long argued the robots were capable of thoughts and emotions, and was a strong. Whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? The car's here. How do you know? It's my job tonight. Come on, kids. <sighs> Let's go. Let's go. Get me out of this piece of shit flat. It doesn't make any sense. Why would someone be murdering scientists? Who knows? Back in New York, you can get murdered for cutting the line at, at the grocery store. Benny, be serious. Look, maybe the scientists did something really messed up. Think about it. Not all science is ethical. Maybe they're, like, experimenting with spooky shit. Like what? Life extension gene manipulation. Do you read Wired? Hey, kids. Would you like to play a game? Uh, what kind of game? It's called... Shut the fuck up while riding in the car. We're almost there. Hey, Fergus. Yep. When my father contacted you, did he say he what? He paid me, kiddo. That's all that matters. By the way, what, what does he do? My dad. Hmm. He makes umbrellas. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Custom umbrellas. Must be the best umbrellas on earth. Why'd you say that? Because he paid. Well. Look out the window, kids. There it is. Wittenhouse. Wittenhouse is a big country manor. Maybe a hotel or a wedding venue or something. It, it looks haunted. God, Americans, man. You see a building more than a couple centuries old and you freak out. Pull up here, man. Benny has a point. Wooten House is very mysterious. Old and beautiful. Rose gardens and stone statues of angels and demons surrounded by dark woods. Have you... Have you been here before? Never. How come your dad wanted to meet here? No idea. Fergus? Fine. Ignore me. You know, I've only ever met one of the Fergus. And he was rude too. Said you could call me Fergus. Never said it was my name. I knew it. What is it then? Here we are. I'm nervous. Me too. As we wait for someone to answer the door, I notice the book that Fergus was reading on the plane. It's tucked into his back pocket. So what's the deal with that book? Did you carry it everywhere? Yup. 
What is it? A Bible? My parents are missionaries, so I get it. What's your favorite passage? It's not a Bible. Oh. A bodyguard instruction manual. Funny. Hello. Oh. Hi there. Twin sisters, totally identical. Tall, gorgeous. Do you know my father? Yes, quite well. How? I'm sure your father would prefer to explain everything himself. This way. The house is like a maze. Endless corridors lined with ancient oil paintings of Einstein, Churchill and other dead white men. Here we are, the library room. Sabrina, go ahead. Your father will meet you shortly. Uh, what about us? You have to wait out here. Uh, but Benny, it's okay. I'll see you in a few minutes, all right? Uh, sure. Okay, but but I'll be, you know, I'll be here. I'll be I'll be close by if you well, not not if you need me, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. When you're left alone in someone else's library, how long do you wait before you pick up a book? I can't wait very long. The Song Lines by Bruce Chatwin. Hey, we, we read this in Mr. Ahmed's class. What's this? This isn't the book I remember. The words are different. More words of gibberish, like the words I saw on the street in Boston. Like the words from my dream. I grab a pen and start writing them down. Hello, Sabrina. <gasps> Who are you? Enjoying the book? Chatwin's a fine writer. Very British. His books are stuffed with so many ideas, so many digressions, so many ingredients that they're hard to define. Like a toad in the hole. What? Have you ever tried to describe a toad in the hole to an American? Who are you? Ian Sinclair. Sinclair with a K. Well, technically it's Sir Ian, if we're being formal. Look, Sir Ian Sinclair with a K. No, 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 no. Ian is fine. No need to be formal. We're family. Did you just say we're family? Yes, I did. Why? <laughs> because we are. We're family. Yes. Me and you. Where's my dad? Standing right in front of you. <laughs> now, I'm sure you have questions, but please hold for one moment. You can come in now. She's ready. Just then, another man walks into the room. Hello, Sabrina. He's older, with white hair. Then another man. Hello, Sabrina. Then, a woman. Hi, Sabrina. You look amazing. Hello, Sabrina. Another man. Sabrina, hi. Then another woman. Salut, bonjour. Hi. Hi, Sabrina. This continues until the library is packed with, like, 50 strangers. Welcome. Who are you, people? Well... 
You know me. I'll make the introductions. Uh, this is Mike. Elena. Hello. Arundhati. Joyce. Hello. Wendell. Padma. Hi. Farad. This could take a while. May I elucidate? Yeah, please. We are your parents, Sabrina. All of us. I know it's a shock. Why don't we just be here now? Take this in. Take this in. You're kidding me. Take this in. Where's my dad? This is good news, child. You should know that the people in this room, all of us, are quite accomplished. Poets, scientists, philosophers. You come from great stock, Sabrina. Wendell over here, he's considered the greatest violin player in all of Europe. The world. <laughs> but uh, who's counting? <laughs> and Padma. Hello. She's the leading bioengineer in all of India. Is this a joke? No. This is awesome. There's no other word for it. It's awesome. It's my life's work. Your life's work? You are my life's work. All of us. You are our masterpiece. Harry, the man you call Dad, he's part of our organization as well. Your organization? The Storks. <laughs> what, are you a band or something? No, we are not a fucking band. You sound like one. She's right, Ian. Uh, it's just stop. It's true. I've always said it sounds like the name of a band. I mean, the Storks? <laughs> Wait a minute. The Storks? Where have I heard that before? We were um, promised a baby. Your mum was so excited. But we got down there and it all fell through. The Storks told us that... The Storks? Oh, um, the, uh, the adoption people. They call themselves Storks. <laughs> Look, fine, if we could go back in time and change our name, we would. What can I say? The founders weren't thinking about branding. The founders? Oh, yes, the storks go back more than a hundred years. It started with Napoleon Hill. Who? She's young, Ian. He was the father of the self-help movement. His philosophy was quite simple. If you think good thoughts, good things will happen. Like the secret? Exactly. No, it's nonsense, obviously, but he made a lot of money, which he left to certain worthy causes, such as ours, allowing us to continue our mission. And what is your mission? You. Me. Let me show you something. Uh, Padma, the movie screen, please. Padma presses a button, and a movie screen begins to roll down from the ceiling. I think it's, uh, it's stuck. Again? Well, let me see. Okay, let's let's just try... Uh, Are you prepping? I'm, I'm trying. Bloody hell, I paid a hundred grand for that screen. <sighs> All right, whatever. <clears throat> Ian takes his phone out. Come here, Sabrina. Have a look. This video was taken 16 years ago. 16? The day you were born. Where is this? A laboratory in Afghanistan. We use the war as cover. It's so much easier to escape attention in a war zone. Well, it was Harry's idea, actually. Oh, see? Today there he is. is the day. It's my dad. Look around, 
my real one, Harry. He's right there in the video, in a white lab coat. Harry is our lead editor. Editor? Gene editor, yes. Your father isn't really an umbrella maker, Sabrina. Well, he is, but that's just for kicks. He's a geneticist, a brilliant one. I don't, I don't understand. The Storks have been trying to create the perfect child for a hundred years. In the beginning, it was pure fantasy, aspirational, a North Star to guide us. It wasn't until CRISPR technology was developed that we were able to select and mix the necessary genes, the ingredients, to make the perfect baby. Ingredients? Like what, a stew? A bloody stew? Sabrina, come on. Do you really think in 50 years from now, babies will be born naturally? No. The majority of parents will edit their offspring, enhance their genes, just as we have enhanced you. That's... What? You can't just decide what makes a human worthwhile. It's not fair. Fair? There's no such thing as fair when it comes to progress. When you take medicine, is that fair? Is it fair to let a virus destroy you? Speaking of which, when was the last time you got sick? Have you ever had flu? Chickenpox? No. Do you think that's an accident? We made you resistant to common diseases and colds. Nothing about you is an accident. Your genius in math, your aptitude for music and puzzle solving, it's all part of a plan, part of your wiring. My wiring. You're talking about me as if... as if I'm not human. You're not. You're more than human. You're more, so much more, Sabrina. As if things weren't creepy enough already. They all kneel. As if they're praying to me. Sabrina! 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 I run out of the room and race down the hall. I need to be outside. I need to breathe. I need to be as far away from them as I can get. Straight into the woods. Point of running. Where am I running to? What am I supposed to? Serena, you're right. What does it look like? Remember what I told you the other day when you jumped into my van. You said. Reach under the seats. But before that. You said you were taking me to see my dad. Sabrina, look at me. I never lie. You understand? I do what I say. Always. 
my job. He offers me a phone. Go ahead. Say hello. Hello? Hello, my love. Dad! <laughs> Dad, where are you? I wish I could be there, but those Arab people are after us. They're after you. I had to protect you. Dad, is it true? Was I born in a lab? Created like an experiment? I'm sorry, I didn't want you to find out like this. It wasn't supposed to be like this, but the murders, they won't stop. Look, I'm going to explain it all to you. When I we, need to know now. When we I promise. But know this. Your DNA isn't what makes you special. It's not your genes. It's the woman you've become. That's what makes you special. That's the first time you've called me a woman. When you are. And we need your help. Who? All of us. Those scientists, the brilliant men and women being killed, their colleagues of mine, they're part of our collective. The stalks? Yes. Was Dr. Usman a, a stalk? Yes, it was one of us. Who's doing it? Who's killing these scientists? I don't know. We have our suspicions, of course, but we need you to find out. I was trying. I was helping Arrow. They're hunting the killer. No, they aren't, Sabrina. They lied to you. Everyone's lied to me. Not me. <laughs> Not now, anyway. I'm scared, Sabrina. What do you mean? What are you scared of? That I might be next. That I'll die on the floor, torn to pieces like, like an animal like Dr. Hood. No! Whoever's doing this, they know who we are. They've already killed a dozen of us. It's only a matter of time before they come for me, too. No, Dad. I'll find them. Whoever it is, I'll stop the killer. I know you will. Now go back inside. Sinclair will brief you on the latest. The latest? The latest victim. Good friend of mine. Dad, can I ask you something? Anything, darling. What is it? The night before Mum died, when we sat with her in the hospital bed... What did she say? The last thing she said to me, what was it? Her last words. Please, Dad, I need to hear the words. I don't need to hear the words. I need to hear my father say them. Let me explain. Did you see that viral video of Back to the Future with Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland? It's perfect, almost like they reshot the movie. But it's not real. It's a deep fake. That's how easy it is to fake a face. To fake a voice. I need to know. This person on the other end of this phone line. Is it really my dad? Yeah, dad had last words, what were they? Hello, Dad. Dad, please say the words. Mum's last words, say them. Go on, Dad. Say the words. Dad. Sabrina. Maybe the collections. Dad, please say the words.
The Cypher Episode 5, The Storks. Featuring Annie Chalotra, Chance Podomo and Samuel Edawumi, is created and written by Brett Nishin, with additional writing by Janina Mathewson. Editing and sound design is by Steve Bond, with music by Ben Breck and Mark Henry Phillips. The Cypher is produced by me, Emma Hearn, and executive produced and directed by John Scott Dryden. It is a Goldhawk production for BBC Sounds. For more details, including a full cast list, go to the BBC Sounds website. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.